Presented by T-Mobile, the official wireless partner of Odyssey Sports. With an awesome network and great savings, there's never been a better time to join T-Mobile. Visit your neighborhood store to make the switch today. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. Eight at eight. The eight headlines. Yeah, we go. One. Injury report. Will Anderson back. Malik Collins back. Andrew Beck back practicing yesterday. Noah Brown and Jonathan Grenard are going to miss this game. On Saturday, they've already been declared out, guessing they won't travel with the team to Indianapolis. How are we feeling overall about the health situation for the Houston Texans going into this game? Uh, I feel as good as you can at this stage in the game. I think the fact that C.J. Stroud is healthy and Nico Collins are healthy is is plenty to be grateful for. I mean, like the Tank Dell being out is just that's that's water under the bridge. Nothing you can do about that. So it doesn't feel unique to this particular week. The the Jonathan Grenard is more of a blow this week than it was last week, just because I, the Texans' backups did a great job rushing the passer, but it was also against a much worse offensive line yes. in the Tennessee Titans. The Colts have the Colts are back to having a really good offensive line, and they're healthy now. They got uh, Smith, their one right tackle back now, so. Uh, Grenard would have been a, a much bigger factor in this week's game than he than he would have had to have been in last week's game. Uh, John Mechie wins the Ed Block Courage Award for the Texans for 2023. Uh, more often than not, this is a Houston Texan that is coming back from some medical issue, uh, including his head coach, D'Amico Ryans, won it in 2011, coming back from the Achilles tear of 2010. And then my co-host, Seth Payne, he won it in 2004. After coming back from a litany of injuries, but the knee was the big one, and you had a whole bunch of stuff going on, um, and it's the coolest trophy. Yeah, it on wasn't your cancer though. It was that's the the, the, the cancer. They got to have the special designation for uh, guys that have overcome life threatening diseases. So like which so uh, like myself, Aaron Glenn, we don't count. No. Kylie Wong, D'Amico, Ryan's, Dwayne Brown. Sorry about it, fellas. David Quesenberry. Quesenberry counts. Yep. Andre Hale. Andre Hale. And John Mechie, right? Yep. Am I yep. missing anybody? That I don't think so. Boy, that's a lot of guys that have had cancer. Well, all in the, the last ten years, years, too. I mean, they're, yeah. They're, oh Quesen- yeah, and those guys. Yeah, in ten years. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Quesenberry is 2013, 2014, something like that. Yeah, absolutely. But congrats to uh, to John Mechie. Now go get some catches this weekend. Two NBA All Star. Yeah, voting. let's let's remember what's really important, John Mechie. Yeah. It's nice that you overcame cancer, but there's a football game to play. Not damn what it. I said. It's just the next step in the progress. Go get a few catches this weekend. Um, Alperin Shangoon is seventh among front court players in the NBA All Star voting. Rockets have back to backs this weekend. Minnesota tonight, and then Giannis comes to town on Saturday night. So busy Saturday night of sports here in Houston. I don't know if you heard the story Seth about Victor Wembayama checking himself into a game apparently against Memphis earlier this no, week. No, I didn't. Yeah, yeah. Apparently, um, there's people speculating there may be trouble in paradise uh, with the San Antonio Spurs, who last I checked are five and twenty eight on the season. There's been plenty of Wembayama highlights that found their way onto the internet. Just none of them are him shaking hands with the opposing team after a victory. The Spurs are an abjectly awful basketball team. And apparently, Wembayama is, he, he wants to play more minutes. 
And after lobbying for a few more minutes after leaving the loss to Memphis with about three minutes to go, he checked himself back in with a minute 46 to go. He got a dunk with a minute 13, and then Popovich pulled him out of the game at a minute 10. And when Bayama said, I wasn't allowed to sub in, but I still did, and the coach sent me out right after. Oh, wow. Checked himself into a, a game. <laughs> um it's funny because the tweet that you used is uh, I see that I see that a lot of Spurs fans are using this as evidence. Not that Wembenyama uh, might be a little full of himself, but that it's evidence that Pop needs to go. Pop's getting the Belichick it, treatment right now. I feel like both things could be true, right? You For could be a rookie sure, that's checking yourself into a game and's got a little bit full of yourself. But Absolutely, also Pop is. You know, it might be past his expiration date as yeah. a football as a, as a well, certainly as a football coach, but as a basketball coach. The only thing the, there's two things here. The, the the only thing I would say about that is I'm thinking about it's like oh, Wimbayama, what a turd checking himself into a game. I'm like, okay. Now, I do sit here and complain about load management and guys not wanting to play. This is somebody actually wanting to play, so maybe I shouldn't be too, too critical about it. I mean, she probably should check with the coach first, but he does want to play. That's a positive. The other thing is, Rocket fans were loving this yesterday. Yeah, Because if yeah. you recall, Wembayama, when the lottery announcement was made that the Rockets had the fourth pick, Wembayama was caught on camera very, very clearly pumping a fist that it was not going to be – Houston he was going to. Yeah, yeah. He desperately had to go to the much superior San Antonio Spurs. That's right. Yeah. That's right. I get it. I get it. Yep. The place where uh, star athletes have been desperately trying to get away from from the last few years. But whatever. I don't know. Exactly. Three. Um, the World Baseball Classic. Uh, Houston has placed a bid. The World Baseball Classic, probably best known in 2023 for being the tournament where Jose Altuve got beaned on his wrist and then missed the first two months of the season. Um Houston is putting in a bid for the World Baseball Classic in 2026. I don't hate the World Baseball Classic. I hate the Astros playing in the World Baseball. The Astro players playing for their countries in the World Baseball Classic because it's unnecessary baseball as far as an Astro fan is concerned. My concern with it coming here, Seth, is I think like every Astro is now going to want to play in the World Baseball Classic if it's in Houston. Oh, gosh, yeah, not to mention. Uh, now, the Astros have... Did the Astros actively pull anybody out of it, or did those Framber. guys make the decision themselves? Well, they I don't actively know. pulled yeah, Framber I, I, out of it. Yeah, I'm get, I'm, I, I don't know if one side or the other would say. I'm, I'm guessing the Astros strongly encouraged I, him to this bail is what out. I, this is what annoys me, is that people will talk about how awesome the World Baseball Classic is, and that people get to play for their countries and all this, and, and act like that's the reason why you should risk the health of your Major League Baseball players in this World Baseball Classic, because it's an awesome thing. I got news for everybody. Do you know how many awesome things there are in the world that athletes could be doing instead of playing their chosen sport for their actual employer? There's an infinite number of them. They could go be working at an AIDS, uh, like an aid relief place in Africa. They could be feeding the hungry somewhere in a tiny village in Asia. They could be going off to, they could go be helping like uh, people in Syria, war refugees. But they're they're being paid to play professional sports for the team that's playing that's paying them. Yeah. Not not playing for the World Baseball Class. Just because it's an awesome thing doesn't mean that your professional baseball players that your team is playing paying needs to go play in it. I agree with your take. My only problem with your take is all those things you named are all things they could get hurt doing too. You know what else they could be doing? No, that's my playing yeah, Fortnite okay. all day long and not getting hurt. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Tyreek Hill, house fire, uh, a couple days ago. Uh, 
It turns out it was started by a child playing with a cigarette lighter. Tyreek Hill was at practice when this happened, and he got a call. Can you imagine getting a call during practice that your house is on fire? He literally walked out of practice in a walking boot on his ankle to get home. And by the time he got home, this thing was covered on the news in Miami. Like, there were helicopters flying over. It was a massive fire. That's scary, dude. A child playing with a cigarette lighter in your house starts an inferno in your mansion. It was crazy. I'm trying to figure that out. Like, I'm trying to think of just where does that fall on, like, the level of, okay, you got to blame the parent for that. Because... I feel like when I was a kid growing up, there were probably a lot of cigarette lighters around places. When you're like, it's hard to operate it when you're like three years old. So I feel, I don't, is that, um, it's not the same as a kid, you know, all of a sudden finding a firearm laying around or something. No. I, I, I don't know if like, I feel like my knee jerk reaction was like, how the hell do you let your kid play with a fire, uh, with a, with a cigarette, cigarette lighter? But I don't know. It probably happens more frequently than you realize. Maybe. Probably should keep it out of their reach, I would say. You know, store yeah. them up high. Store them up high. But, uh, yeah. yeah. Okay. That's how you learn. That kid will never set his house on fire again. That's true. We hope. God, you know? We hope. Yeah. Five. Five. Uh, the I mean, ra- unless he's got a thing for, yeah, watching things burn. Oh, yeah. Whole, yeah. But he was, that got was going to come out at some point anyway. Now Donald, you know. Got a whole Donald Sutherland and backdraft thing going on. Yeah. yeah. Um, Apparently, the Raiders' best players are really stumping for Antonio Pierce to be the head coach of their football team. Devontae Adams uh, said so earlier this week, and now Max Crosby, the latest one. Those are I, Crosby's their best player. Devontae Adams is their highest paid player, and he's still pretty good. Um, Seth, how do you think Antonio Pierce would work out as head coach? Does D'Amico Ryans, former player, former linebacker as a head coach, help pave the way for guys like Antonio Pierce? I have zero idea how he'll work out as a head coach because I never know how anybody's really going to work out as a head coach. It's like I don't know how they're going to work out as TV commentators. But I'm finding fewer and fewer reasons not to hire him um, other than like the conventional, well, he's a defensive-minded guy. Yeah. This, that, the other thing. And for those who don't know, he's been the interim head coach yeah. for the last several games. There's, there's a long record of it not working out for interim coaches. I guess the, the problem with that is that there's also a long record of lots of coaching hires just flat out not working out. There's no rhyme or reason to it. Um, I think a lot of it just comes down to how, how can he show that he's actually prepared to be a genuine head coach because it involves a whole lot more than being an interim head coach when you talk about overseeing all the different processes and everything that's the part where I just wonder if he's genuinely ready for that part of it so he's got to demonstrate that to Mark Davis um but as far as on the football side of things guys really he doesn't seem like a flash in the pan motivational guy it seems like guys really respect his um, his football intelligence and acumen. They've responded to him. I do wonder yeah. too, like how much of responding to him is the fact that he's not Josh McDaniels. <laughs> you know, like yeah, his, yeah. He, okay, this guy is just way better than the guy we had. And then eventually in the off season, that dynamic wears off, and it's got to be that they like being around Antonio Pierce or like being coached by Pierce more so than hey, at least it's not Josh McDaniels anymore. You know, right? So right. That's that's something Mark Davis will have to, to sniff out. Six. Uh, the Pro Bowl announcements were earlier this week. The Texans had Laramie Tunsil make the team, and then several more players get named alternates to the team. One of the biggest snubs was um, was Antoine Winfield Jr., the safety for the uh, Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Buda Baker made it over Antoine Winfield Jr., and Winfield had way more tackles, way more forced fumbles, way more fumble recoveries. Hell, 
more interceptions. Buda Baker had zero. Buda Baker made the Pro Bowl, and he had no interceptions, no sacks, no forced fumbles, no fumble recoveries. If you need to, if you need to know if it's a reputation thing, at least on the basis of these counting stats, why am I bringing this up? Well, because Antoine Winfield Sr., who used to play in the NFL, is having none of this. He's livid. We demand, is on Twitter, we demand a recount with, like, the orange angry face. Yeah. NFL? He added the NFL. At NFL, somebody has some explaining to do. Ain't no way in hell Buddha Baker, and he spells it like Buddha, like like, the, like Buddhist, but with the H in it. Buddha Baker goes to the Pro Bowl ahead of my little man with no stats. Orange face. I know how important Pro Bowls are on the resume, and it just so happens to be his contract year. We ain't going for this BS, except he spells it out. Somebody need to somebody need to holla at me. Three orange faces. <laughs> Antoine Winfield. So he genuinely, he's kind of hinting that it's some kind of a conspiracy. Yeah, there, huh? yeah, it's in, yeah. It's when my son's uh, in a contract year. I don't know. Yeah, like Pro Bowl voting is one of, is very, very, very imperfect. I don't know. I'm surprised that Antoine Winfield Senior is surprised at that. Um, other than that, like, hey, you make publicity helps and matters. So maybe in just. Uh, getting as much publicity out as possible that sets the table for next year. Yeah, People, there'll be articles written like, "Is this the year? Now will, will, will he get screwed this year, or will he go to the Pro Bowl?" But it's just, yeah. I mean, you got a third of the a third of the votes are by fans, a third of the votes are by coaches, a third of the votes are by players, and um, and most of those. Guys, most of those people voting have not seen uh, even half of the players in the conference in which they're voting for yes, play that year. That's it's, a big uh, thing. it's just it's very very imperfect. Seven. Um, NFL games of the most watched sporting events in 2023, <laughs> and it feels like this gap grows every year. Um, the most watched sporting events of the year in 2023. The first fifty-six on the list are NFL football games. You don't get oh to God. you don't get to a sporting event that wasn't an NFL game on the list of the highest-rated TV sports shows until you get to number fifty-seven, which was the Ohio State-Michigan game. Nineteen million viewers. The Alabama-Georgia SEC title game was next, and in third place for non-NFL sporting events was the college football playoff national championship where the final score was 65 to 7. They drew 17 million viewers to a game that was never close and then there's just a huge fall off. So even like the next several are still football games. <laughs> you know, it's like That's NFL weird. for 56 and then a bunch of college games. This is where I get I get it most annoyed now when um every now and then well somebody'll send me like a tweet me something or message me something or on our text line, we'll say something about, like, well, you see, this is why the NFL has fallen off in popularity so much. And I hate it because every single time I'm like, wait a second. I've read, like, 29 different things that it hasn't. But every single time I go and, like, oh, I got I to gotta fact check myself and go in and try to dig it up. And it turns out that just some clown on some talk show doesn't like football as much that, as he used yeah, to. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. So uh, yeah, it's doing. It's uh, it's 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 quite popular. It's very. It's a very popular sport. Yeah. Fifty fifty. The first fifty six sports TV shows highest rated all NFL football games. Obviously led by the uh, led by the Super Bowl. You know where if you get to, it gets interesting when you get further down. Oh no! Even then, gosh, the top events by sports. I mean, if you look at the the highest. Rated so the the Super Bowl gets 112 million viewers. That's the the highest rated NFL event. You get onto the World Series. Their highest rated game last year was 11.48 million viewers. Um, 
you know, they have the benefit of just having extra, you know, so many extra opportunities. Yeah, huge but, inventory. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. But um it's just so much more dominant than than NBA. Like and highest NBA finals game was thirteen million. Yeah. Uh it's just incredible what the difference is. I mean, like the highest rated NBA finals game or MLB finals game is kind of like a disappointing Monday night football game. Right? Yeah. Oh yeah, big yeah. time. Yeah. It's 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 four million less than a sixty five to seven national championship game. <laughs> yeah, these Monday night football games are hitting like 29, 30 million, 40 million Crazy. viewers. Yeah. Crazy. Um, all right, Payne and Pendergast with you on a football Friday. Text message. Good morning, guys. Did I miss five reasons I hate you? I'm very much looking forward to that. Sir, you did not. It is coming up next. Um, but first, uh, we, it's uh, 8.15, now 8.16 on a Friday. We got big football going on. We got a national championship game coming up at NRG Stadium on Monday. We've got big NFL games going on this weekend. And we got big things going on out of Gallery Furniture. Joining me right now for Max Picks. The owner and founder of Gallery Furniture, Mattress Mac, joining me on the line right now. Mac, it's great to talk to you. I know the college football promotion is in the rearview mirror, but I know we're looking ahead with a promotion for you now with two red-hot Houston teams. Here's the new promotion, Sean, at Gallery Furniture. Win it all promotion. Our red-hot Houston Cougars, who, by the way, have won more basketball games in the 2020, uh, 2020, 2021, 22, 23, more college basketball games than any team in the country. Uh, if they win the big title game on April 8th in Phoenix and you buy $4,000 better matches, $6,000 better furniture, you get your money back. And if the Cougars don't win the championship, then not only are, were you in the promotion for the Cougars, but you're automatically in the promotion for the world-famous Houston Astros to win it all in November 2024. So if one doesn't win, you go to the other one. And both are great Houston institutions, great teams. And both have a fantastic shot. Oh, yeah. I love that. A little twofer. A little twofer out of gallery furniture. The Cougs and the Astros. That's an awesome promotion uh, there, Mac. Appreciate that. All right. Let's get to the, uh, let's get to the games. Three games, and we're going to do two NFL and then the college football title game. And let's start with our Houston team here, Mac, traveling up to Indianapolis, actually favored on the road by one point against the Colts. Who do you got this weekend? Got to go to the hometown uh, Texans. Uh, they're, they're looking good. What an amazing turnaround. Got to have kudos to everybody over there in Kirby Road. An amazing turnaround. One went away from playoffs, and we're all pulling for that team wearing red and blue. Yeah, no doubt. Should be fun on Saturday night. And if the and if the, the Texans win on Saturday night, then that means we got a meaningful game on Sunday in Tennessee. The uh, Jacksonville folks traveling to Tennessee. Uh, the home team is a five-and-a-half-point underdog in that one. But if Tennessee wins that game and the Texans win on Saturday, the Texans win the AFC South. Who do you got in Jacksonville and Tennessee, Mac? I gotta go with Tennessee with the points. I'm a wimp out on the money line. I'll go with Tennessee on the points. All right, taking the five and a half. I like it. And then obviously the college football national championship game, Washington and Michigan. Number number one, Michigan versus number two, Washington. The number one team, Michigan, is a four and a half point favorite. Who do you got in the title game, Mac? Well, after taking many beatings on many football games over the years, I finally came to a new conclusion last night when I was cleaning up this furniture store. I always go with the team with the best quarterback, so that means Washington for me. Yeah, Michael Penix Jr. I taking the points with Washington. I like it. All right, Mac, let's do this again. I love this. You got the the twofer going on right now with the promotion. Cougs win it all, you get it all, and then if the Cougs don't win it all, then you roll right over to the Astros. Tell the people about it one more time. I'm going to give Mr. Sean Pendergast the kudos for naming this promotion. It's called the Gallery Furniture Twofer Win It All. The Gallery Furniture Twofer Win It All. It's the team from Houston, the fabulous Houston Cougar basketball team, which is now ranked uh, at number one in some polls, number three in others. If they win it all, and you buy furniture, they win it all April 8th out in Phoenix, $4,000 matches, $6,000 furniture, you get your money back free, free, free. 
if for some strange reason the Cougs don't win at all, you, your uh, entry, your uh, buy-in rolls into the promotion for the fabulous Houston Astro baseball team. They've been to seven, count them, seven American League Championship Series in a row, and uh, everybody knows how good the Astros are. Man, just when you think there's not a new promotion, Matt comes up with a twofer. I love that. Cougs win it all, you get it all. If they don't, rolls right over the Astros. Amazing. Matt, enjoy the games this weekend. We'll talk next week. Sean, thanks for providing me with some great copy. Have a good day. <laughs> You're welcome. You're welcome for the great copy. That's an honor. I named a promotion out of Gallery Furniture, the two for Love That. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. It's a Tacus Fiber Internet Football Friday on Sports Radio 610. Here's Payne and Pendergast. Payne and Pendergast with you on a football Friday. People are watching on YouTube now, too, and Twitch as well. If you want to watch the show, you can watch the show. If it looks like oftentimes Seth and I are coming back from break and we're laughing, it's because sometimes the show during the break <laughs> is better than the show on the air, but unfortunately is not able to be done on the air. So, yeah. All right. I said a bad word, that's all. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. It's okay. They hate it when I use the C word uh, over the airwaves. Right, broad. right. The FCC was... Boot, jackbooted all, thugs. All they don't like their, the C Up in their feels, yeah. You know, the whole thing about the C word is I feel like if you pronounce it like an English person, it's not nearly as offensive. They, it's almost like a term of, term sure. of endearment. Let's give it a they try. Do. They, it's like they pronounce it with an O-H instead of a U. That's true. It's like, right? And it's like, hey, you big... Like, and it's yeah, uh, it's yeah. kind of, yeah. Interesting, yeah. I'm going to see if that would hold up in the FCC court. <laughs> I doubt it. All right. Uh, five reasons I hate you. Last one of the regular season. Hopefully not the last one for the season overall because if the Texans win on Saturday, 
then uh, they're on to the postseason. All right, let's start with this one. Five Reasons I Hate You, Indianapolis Colts edition. Seth, you've had this one in the holster <laughs> yeah. for two weeks now. Seth sent this to me two weeks ago and said, hey, when it comes time to hate the Colts, make sure we've got this one, right? This is the one part of, like, deflate gate where I really didn't care one way or the other whether the, the Patriots did anything. I liked watching them squirm and everything. But this was on, I believe this was on Julian Edelman's podcast. He had Gronk on with him, and, uh, and they discussed – the deflate gate scandal and how stupid it all was this game i swear led to the deflate gate hey guys this ball's a little flat <laughs> i absolutely hate the colts bro they needed to find some bs answer of why they kept losing to us every single year and they weren't just losing to us we were absolutely pounding that ass i don't like them like you can't be any bigger of a loser pulling that off, you know? Oh, guys, we lost by 50. It's a competitive <laughs> advantage. <laughs> Are you kidding me? We ran the ball for 300 yards. <laughs> they had Peyton Manning. We had Tom Brady. It's our guy. We're, that's our guy. That's our guy, 100%. He fed us. Exactly. That's why we can have these cameras around, because we can afford them, because Tom fed us. Tom, Tom fed us. Yeah, thank you, Tom. <laughs> yeah, that, that part, too. Remember the game in which a Colts executive told was it Bob Kravitz or some some writer up in Indianapolis about this this horrible horrible thing that the Patriots had done? It was a game in which that deflated football apparently helped the the Colts the, helped the the Patriots run all over the like they physically destroyed the Colts. That's why, regardless of how you feel about the deflated footballs, it was so annoying that Ryan that was a Ryan Grigson team the 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 Colts team itself were just whiny little bastards about it. Like, cause they were getting physically destroyed. It was like getting, it was like going to a boxing match, getting absolutely destroyed physically, and then claiming that your opponent was wearing the, the wrong colored shorts or something. Yes. Like, it was like, no, there was nothing, nothing about that advantage that, that led to you just getting physically destroyed yep. like that. Yep. I kid that, that's, that's why I hate them the most right now is they have made me sympathetic towards the Patriots. And that is why, yeah, that is reason number five why we hate the Indianapolis Colts. Reason number four: Gardner Minshew is evidently a little ass boy. Don't ask me. <laughs> ask Max Crosby, who was chasing him around, who was chasing him around last Sunday in the game between the Raiders and the Colts. Little ass boy. No. Little ass boy. Dude, Max Crosby is so damn angry. Bro, he cut, he's just, but like the thing is, like he's not really that angry. I know, right? He just calls. He keeps calling everybody little ass boy. Hey, little ass boy. I'm like, I'm little out here, but not always, you know. Okay, so that was Gardner Minshew. So, Must have been mic'd up. I wonder if was he was he calling me little ass boy, as in like he's a little boy, or like that he has a little ass. I don't know. I, I think I may have stressed the wrong syllable. I said little ass boy. Um, I think he meant little ass boy, like stressing yeah. boy. Yeah, yeah, like so. But Max or Crosby, what about little ass boy? Yeah. Like, you've got a little ass boy. It's all but, about the glutes these days. Then play at the beginning one more time, and let's interpret Max Crosby. Here. Little ass boy. Yeah. Little ass boy. He's calling him a boy, and he's basically he's saying he's a little boy. ass boy. Yeah, yeah. Um, <laughs> I don't like Gardner Minshew. I, I don't like the vibe. I, I, I don't like the mullet. I don't like the Fu Manchu mustache. I don't like the Daisy Dukes. Uh, I like Max Crosby really. Uh, sorry, this isn't a hate Max Crosby segment, but yeah, yeah, you don't like you don't like his whole shtick. Yeah, yeah shtick. 
Yes. Yeah. He's got a shtick. He feels very much contrived. Like, this is the image that I'm going. I'm going for the image of a guy that just doesn't doesn't care about somebody who goes for an image. Right. Like, I'm, I'm going to present myself like somebody who would never try to present an image. That's my image I'm presenting. Do you think yeah. he really, like, that's his normal voice he talks like that? Or is he just trying to talk like a stoner all the time? Because that's his shtick. Oh, yeah. He's got that. It's the male equivalent of vocal fry. Yeah. Where the, Matthew McConaughey is what right. uh, is what we're talking. He wants to sound more like the laid back, like oh yeah, phony. I'm just here. Like you know, I signed the coach's contract, but only because you know I love the guys so much. Yeah, 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 yeah. 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 So I think he's a phony, a fraud, and I think he's I think he stinks too. Like literally, probably stinks. I think he smells. Uh, Gardner Minshew. He looks like he smells. Um, There's no, a lot of denim in hot climates. Yeah, I yeah. mean that's it's not a recipe for. You're for, not a. If you're not a cowboy or an auto mechanic or an oil field worker, that's just <laughs> Those three you know things. you gotta let it go, man. You're gonna be uh, you're gonna be too stinky. Though. Even cut off denim, yeah, like yeah, no. Um, number three, Jim Irsay. I feel like we just need to mix him in every time we say reasons why we hate the Indianapolis Colts. Jim Irsay. He's just he's a he's a meddling owner. He is uh, he he has a lot of weird takes on social media, oftentimes. Um, he says things like this about his football team. In the upper quartile of winners, we're in the top quartile of that upper quartile. It's not even true. You weren't in that top quartile of the upper quartile. The top quartile is top two, and I don't think you were top two. Oh, I don't know what goes into sausage. Yeah. You know what? <laughs> he also, let's remember, he claims uh, billionaire discrimination. He's, oh, uh, yes! he's He runs and he claims Thank that he you. faces discrimination yes. as a white billionaire. There we go. How did I leave that out? How did I leave that out? Oh, my God. Yeah, Jim Irsay. He, he plays the white billionaire card a lot. He is he the like a- oft-targeted white billionaire. <laughs> if he heard this segment, he'd be like, well, they're only targeting me because I'm a white billionaire. No, he and would I'd say that. To, I'd have to agree. Yeah. I'd be like, honestly, yeah, there's some truth to that. Right. You're, uh, you've just made such an easy caricature of yourself yep, yeah yep. <laughs> um number two jim bob cooter jim bob cooter is a former offensive coordinator for the detroit lions he played quarterback at the university of tennessee go figure with the name jim bob cooter and he is the offensive coordinator for the indianapolis colts i yeah. am mad at jim bob cooter that he's made it this far in life and probably made a ton of money way more than i've made in his lifetime with the name jim bob cooter I'm jealous that he's made it this far with the name Jim Bob Cooter. If my name were Jim Bob Cooter and I was going into the workforce, I would change my name. Or at least I would eliminate the Bob. Like Jim Bob. Would you? Yeah, would you though? Because, I mean, I feel like in football, there's a certain, uh, it's got a certain advantage to it. I can't remember the first time that I heard his name, like as a coach, it was only, it might have been when he was like the Lions, the Lions quarterbacks coach or somewhere in, the, in like that regard. Um, because it was like, oh, you know what? That I know that sounds like you. That sounds like maybe you dropped out of you dropped out of school in the third grade to go <laughs> hunt raccoons with your daddy up in the in a holler somewhere. But uh, like, I feel like it it it, it sticks in football. Circles. I'm going to make a confession here. This this yeah. may be my previous world that I was in before radio creeping into things a little bit. Yeah. Where, as you know, I, I, you know I, I was in management for a company I worked for for several years and did a lot of hiring and firing and things like that. So a lot of resumes came across my desk. And I just know that if I were to get a resume to come across my desk for a position, a sales position working for me, and the name in the top of the resume in the big font was Jim Bob Cooter, I'm probably calling him just to see what a Jim Bob Cooter is all about. 
But I'm probably a little concerned about Jim Bob Cooter walking into high-level meetings with C-level executives trying to sell solutions to them with the name Jim Bob Cooter. It's rare that you get two. I mean, his last name's Cooter. (laughs) Thank you. (laughs) Which is, well, Cooter was the the dumb yokel in Dukes of Hazzard, He was the mechanic, yeah, yeah. Yeah, it was Cooter, right? He was Cooter. That was his name. He was was Boss Hogg's kind of sidekick, wasn't he? Uh, No, or was Jim Bob, was Cooter actually? Well, Cooter was a good dude. He was a good guy, yeah. He was was, was a confidant of the, of the, of the, uh, the Duke family. Yeah, so yeah. Jim Bob and like Sim, Jim Bob sounds pretty hillbilly, and Cooter sounds. Right. It doesn't sound. And it reminds you, everybody. I'm not saying redneck or not. Like no hillbilly. Hillbilly. Like yeah. not like just like like way off in the hills. Like the kind of guy that lives in a trailer that's got a complete wall that's a blue tarp. Yeah. Not for a little while. Yeah. Like forever. That's his like wall. that's how yeah. they he inherited that trailer with that blue tarp as one of the outside walls. Right. Like that's what Jim Bob Cooter is. That's a, it, a, so you're right. It is it is amazing that with that kind of uh, like advertising, like it, he's announced uh, now entering the party is Jim Bob Cooter. <laughs> that's what I'm saying. Are, yeah, it's amazing. Yeah. I'm jealous that he's made it this far in life. I'm not saying I don't want him on my staff. I just like I can't believe he's made it this far with the name Jim Bob Cooter. Last one, <laughs> Seth. This may shock you. Um, because we got such a good reaction last week to our number one reason to hate Tennessee being that roadkill law that we talked about, where yeah. people are allowed to keep game animals that they run into on the road as their own. That's right. Yeah. yeah. Um, I found a list of arcane laws that are still in effect in the state of Indiana. Yes. Um, that aren't that aren't necessarily obeyed still, but I'm guessing you might think this one is. Apparently, there's still a law on the books in Indiana that. Pro- that prohibits baths between the months of October and March. October and March. Yeah, so basically like the winter months up there. You're not allowed to take a what bath. The hell? <laughs> I wonder what the purpose for banning those what, baths would what, be. Seth, what percent of the state of Indiana still abides by this law that you I can't guess- take a bath between October? Over in I would guess twenty five percent, just because those are probably places where there's a public, like a well, in the middle of the village. Yeah, and like between there and like the village idiot isn't the one in charge of uh, bringing the water up, and he can only be taxed so much, right. uh, In the winter months, because okay. of his, the burlap sacks they give him to wear uh, for warmth. Do you yeah. think that there are people who still have, who actually have running water though, that still obey this law up in Indiana? Um, they they do it without realizing how law abiding they're being. They're not doing it because of any kind of mandate or anything. They're like, they're just that's just what they're doing. Right, right. People came to visit. And they're like, why aren't you bathing? Like, oh, just don't do it between October and March. Like, oh, okay. Well, we just thought you were following the rules. Some they're, of these, I'm going to be honest with you. Some of these, I kind of, I'm kind of a fan of some of these. Like, which it's one? illegal to force a monkey to smoke a cigarette. <laughs> like, I feel like, <laughs> why do we not have that law? Like, we're sitting around here just, like, inviting people to force monkeys to smoke cigarettes, where at least in Indiana, they have, they've, they've finally banned that. Hey, that's one of my favorite things to do, like, when I go out to bars, is bring a pack of cigarettes with me, and if I see any monkeys around, get over here! Not, not encourage, but force. No, force, like, force. No, no, no. The key thing about this, and why this is so ass-backwards uh, Indiana-ish, is that, like, the law had to be enacted. <laughs> Apparently, at some point... There were people, A, forcing monkeys to smoke cigarettes, right. and B, debating whether or not it should be allowed. Yeah. Like, somebody had to be like, listen, listen, 
that's enough. You cannot allow this in your establishment anymore. We've asked you to stop. We now have to. We now have to take this to the legislature. How surprised are you that Indiana has a law that changed the value of pi to just three and got rid of all them <laughs> digits afterwards? Shut up. That's ah. Oh my God, it's true. <laughs> Uh, uh, <laughs> oh, it's not an actual law. Yeah, it's not an actual it. okay. law. The bill was proposed in 1897, passed in the House, but was indefinitely postponed in the Senate. So technically, tired. pi is still 3.14 dot, dot, dot. I'm tired of folks with Burke learning pointing out that I had inaccurately calculated uh, the area just, of this circle. Just reading that. <laughs> Why does Indiana have an average SAT score on the map of 430? <laughs> well, it's illegal for barbers to threaten to cut off children's ears in Elkhart, Indiana. Oh, really? Yeah. Okay. That's I'm against that. I feel Again, like I would that, that down needed that to be enacted. Yeah. I could get the no, the sad thing is that I could be elected governor of Indiana if um if I Ran on a platform of promising to strike down that law. Oh my People God. like, hell yeah. yeah. This generation's soft. <laughs> oh, it's my true. barber, I told my barber, go ahead and threaten to cut his ears off. Yeah, man. Threaten him. Threaten him right now if he ain't going to sit s- per- there for you. My little son had to go through four sets of ears when he was growing <laughs> up. All right. Um, that was five reasons I hate you, Indiana. I- Indiana style, Indianapolis Colts edition. Up next, let's take a look. Sunday schedule for the NFL this weekend. It becomes super, super relevant if the Texans win on Saturday. Let's take a trip down the schedule for Sunday next. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Hey, Rob Bradford here. I have set out on a mission with my good friends at FanDuel to prove what I have known for some time. Baseball isn't boring. Now I have a daily podcast to prove it with some of the most notable people in the baseball world screaming baseball isn't boring from the mountaintops or at least agreeing to come on our show. Players, managers, GMs, and yes, even the commissioner of baseball, Rob Manfred. It has been a constant wave of baseball's most powerful voices. So join the revolution. Subscribe and soak in baseball isn't boring. Listen on your Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. You'll be glad you did. It's a Tackus Fiber Internet Football Friday on Sports Radio 610. Live from the Twin Peaks studios, here's Payne and Pendergast. Payne and Pendergast with you on a Football Friday. Uh, Seth, what I just shared with you is not for on-air yet, just FYI. I know, yeah, I know. Just I put sure. it in my book of business ideas. For okay, you. gotcha. Appreciate that. I, I watched this. Okay, so remind me at the end of the segment to tell you about what I watched on Netflix with Brandy last got night. Got it. It got me thinking. Got okay. it. Okay, let's, um, let's take a look here. We'll get to the Texans and the Colts at the top of the hour. Um, the Texans and some of the stuff that – or I'm sorry, the Colts and some of the stuff they've had to experience and go through over the last year or so. I think it gives you maybe a, a level, greater level of respect for 
the toughness of the Texans opponent that we'll get to top of the hour. As far as other games this weekend goes, Seth, I, look, a lot of my intrigue on Sunday, well, hey, a lot of my intrigue on Sunday is I don't get to watch football on Sundays a lot, so I'm very excited about just sitting down and watching football on Sunday. It'll be more interesting if the Texans win on Saturday. If they win on Saturday, I double-checked. The game that is going to be broadcast here in Houston on CBS is indeed the Titans and the Jaguars. So, listening audience, you will not need Sunday ticket. You won't need to follow just on the red zone. You yeah. you are going to get Jags Titans here and, on Sunday. And I'm sorry, did you say it'll be noon or three p.m.? Noon. It's a so noon. That, kick. That'll be noon. Yep. Okay. Noon oh, kick. Boy. Noon oh, kick. That's good. That's good stuff. Yep. Um, far as other intriguing things on the schedule go. Um, well, Jeff Driscoll starting for the Browns, but that's we'll leave that where it is. Is this the last game Bill Belichick coaches for the Patriots against the Jets this weekend? I think it is. I think that I think it's time. I think this will be the time that there's a mutual understanding and parting of the ways of those two. I know, like his, his contract's only got was it two years left on it? I mean, this is like, the Texans. Texans will cut a guy with five years left on his contract and pay out the guarantee. I don't think Bob Kraft has one bit of an issue, you know, paying out some some uh, some dead money to a coach that's won him six Super Bowls. So yeah, I think this is it. It's just there's been too much weirdness. Um, the thing, honestly, so much of this mirrors Andy Reid's last year in in Philadelphia in some ways. Just like last year. I, Belichick did it last year instead of this year, but still having Patricia and Joe Judge run the offense instead of going out and getting an actual offensive coordinator. A lot of the just there's just been such a brain drain of all the qualified people that have left that building over the past several years, and I got to think that I got to think Belichick himself just doesn't want to. He'd rather if he if he is going to continue coaching, he'd rather start from scratch where he can actually build something again instead of watch it slowly be chipped away by others. I think he gets traded somewhere. I, it's it feels like more and more you see buzz that he's going to coach somewhere next year. He's Bill Belichick. Gosh, I how does a team feel about honestly? I'm trying to be objective about this. I don't think I'd be excited about Belichick coming to my. City. No, I wouldn't either. I, I'm with you on that. I, I, yeah. But I still think it, it. I still think there's a good chance it happens. Right, right. Yeah, I'm not. I'm not arguing that it. I'm not arguing that it won't happen. I just. I really question whether it's the right move. And even if, like, I guess fan reception shouldn't matter, except that a lot of teams that are hiring a new coach always want to. You want to inject some level of enthusiasm. I think he drains a lot of that enthusiasm out. The key is to go to a team like the Chargers who have no fans. Then you don't have to worry about what the fans say. I guess, yeah, maybe that is – maybe, you know what, honestly, maybe that's some of the ones who are already there are diehards no matter what. Yeah. And then you're hopefully injecting some level of – okay. Yeah. Um, as far as other games go that don't really impact the – I guess the Packers-Bears game impacts the playoffs and that if the Packers win, they make the playoffs. I'm more intrigued with this Bears-Packers oh. game by what Justin Fields does in his final game. Yeah. Like Justin Fields has done some impressive things uh, over the the second half of they've this won season. Four out of five, they've won. They've won four out of five. He makes like, you know, I think he honestly, his athleticism has always been a little bit tough to figure with him because it wasn't as much of his game as it as it could have been, I suppose, in college. Um, but it's there, and it's like it, you could utilize it more via scheme if you if you want to, if you so choose to. Um, but his actual, like some of the throws he's made and his actual arm talent compared to when the Texans, remember when the Texans faced him last Dude. year, 
He looked completely lost. He looked, it looked like there's no chance in hell this guy will ever be. He looked closer to out of the league than anything remotely what he's doing right now. And that was a game they won. You know, <laughs> yeah, that's right. Yeah, yeah. I, right. I think it's it's harder than ever to kind of figure out who you should cut ties with as a as a quarterback because it used to be that look accuracy was almost like an inborn trait and that quarterbacks didn't get more accurate. They just it, as they've started to implement more baseball coaching techniques and high-speed camera usage and everything, you see guys like the two big examples are Dak Prescott and uh, Josh Allen, guys who just actually got substantially more accurate in the NFL than they were in college. I think a, a lot of different quarterback traits are being rethought, and they, people see how much of a different scheme and actual technique and mechanics make. And it, it'd be hard right now if I were like if I were, if I were transplanted if I were a new GM in Chicago and I just took over the job, I might say like yeah I'd I'd rather give this guy another year to figure it out with the right people around him and a draft a pass rusher or a, a Marvin Harrison Jr. or something than try a whole new quarterback. Them having the first pick in the draft makes this a fascinating situation. You know, like their mm. their own pick is like the tenth pick in the draft right now. But they have that Carolina pick, which has they that got sewn up two weeks ago, being the number one overall pick. I mean, this if you're Ryan Poles, a GM in Chicago, these are the decisions that make or break you. You're either going to decide to roll with Justin Fields, who, by the way, is getting pretty close to having to give a, a contract extension to. This is his yeah. third year. He's just finishing up his third year. And you've got Caleb Williams, who many people have said is a generational talent. It's the nice thing though too where I like he hasn't done enough to justify giving him that extension. If like if there's any hint right. at all or anything he's going to agitate it, I'd be like, "All right, well, we're drafting Caleb, Caleb Williams." Williams. Yeah, yeah, that's true. It's a great You know, you're like, chip. "All right, dude. Seriously? <laughs> yeah. Are we going to do this thing?" Um, DJ Moore had 1300 receiving yards mm-hmm. this season. Mm-hmm. So like everything that happened with the Colts or with the Panthers trade has kind of been flipped on its ear where it doesn't look like it was a good trade at all for the Panthers. At all. Um but the Bears might end up not just having DJ Moore, but could draft a stud receiver too with that pick instead of instead of a quarterback because it turns out they might have the quarterback they want. So if the Texans win on Saturday and then the Jags win their game, that means the Jags are division champions. The Texans will be a wild card team. Depending on what happens in the Sunday night game, Seth, so then if the Jags win, then our intrigue turns to Sunday night because if the Bills if the Bills win over the Dolphins then the Texans are traveling to Buffalo for their wild card game. If the Bills lose to the Dolphins, then the yeah. Texans are going to Kansas City to face the Chiefs. So are you if rooting the, for Dolphins? The Bills, if the Bills lose to the Dolphins, then the Texans would go to Kansas City? Correct. So Bills, the a, Bills win, they get the Bills. I would much rather face the the Chiefs a million times. 100,000%. I honestly, I I think it's kind of the way it's matched up for me this year that I've tended to, I've caught the Bills on their bad moments, like where I see like how bipolar they've been and I've, I've missed some of their better performances and that they are, they're a different team now ever since they got rid of Ken Dorsey. I don't, I don't respect the Bills as much as I really, really should, despite the fact that their scoring margin is through the roof. They're one of the best offenses in the league. And now then you put in the prospect of a, a, a really cold. I'd rather they face a cold Kansas City than a cold Buffalo environment. L- let, me, let me tell you, too, what gets really interesting. Yeah. In the wild card round, we know that every year, the six times the Texans have made the playoffs, you can set your watch to it. They play the early Saturday, least primetime game out of all of them. 
Yeah. There's no chance the NFL plunks Taylor Swift down at Saturday afternoon. This is the irresistible oh, yeah. force meets the immovable object. It's the lack of box office cachet for the Texans versus Taylor Swift. Oh, and I'm going to, dude, you know I've been working on my Photoshop skills. That's one of the skills I've committed to learning yeah. uh, over the last couple years. Yeah. I think that, uh, I man, do you know how many I'm going to have of Taylor Swift kind of given the lustful stare at C.J. Stroud? That's, uh, yeah, that, there will be all kinds of that. Yes. Hell yeah. Yes. How awesome would that be if, like, if, if the Texans won and within a few weeks C.J. Stroud is dating Taylor Swift? That'd be awesome. <laughs> Be great. Be good for Houston. <laughs> Taylor Swift writes a song about how nice it is to be with a real man sure. finally after searching all these years. I feel like she's got seven of those. <laughs> she writes her ninth song about being with a real man. All right. Um, Payne and Pendergast with you. So there you go. Big, big things on the schedule that we're keeping an eye out for on Sunday. Let's circle back to the Colts. Texans have had a weird last few years. How does the Colts 2023 match up with Texans 2021 and 2022 level weirdness. We will uh, get to know the opponent a little bit next. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary.